Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to the Between Christmas and New Year podcast, which is that time of year when nobody knows what time it is. You can't join this podcast at the moment because you've just taken a mouthful of a mince pie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll keep talking for a while. I didn't time that very well. <laughs> um, I hope you all had a happy Christmas. We'll talk about Boxing Day. We'll talk about the Tuesday night match. Uh, we'll look ahead to a New Year trip to Yeovil. But the most important thing right now, I hope you had a good Christmas and we wish you all a very happy New Year. Um, we'll say that now so that you don't have to stick with it right to the end of the podcast before we wish you a happy new year. Absolutely, I can speak now, so happy Christmas, happy new year. We've got a lot to talk about today, not least a slightly unsavoury incident on the pop side, which we will be addressing, we'll be talking about during the pod. But first of all, let's talk football and let's talk to Gary. You had a chat with Gary Johnson just before we record this morning. Yeah, um, sort of mid-morning, I, I guess. And um, yeah, he... The, I hesitate to say he's on a day off because he's never on a, get a day off. As a, There's no such thing for no, a football manager, no. is there? Um, but um, he's not at Playmore, put it that way, or the training ground. And um, we talked about three good halves of football mm -hmm. and one half that possibly spoiled the, 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 <laughs> Took the, edge the feeling that came out yeah. of the three good halves. So, um, yeah, we, we talk about that and we talk about Yeovil uh, away. Let's have a listen, and we'll be back to uh, talk about all things Talker United on the other side of Gary Johnson. Can I take another bite of my pie? You can. Yeah, okay. Pie away. Um, Gary, thank you for doing the podcast. Um, happy Christmas, Happy New Year, etc. for next week. Um, thank you very much. Same to you and your uh, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a funny one, hasn't it? Because it was, it was a wonderful three halves of football, and then a disappointing fourth half, which kind of spoiled the... The, the the festive season so far, didn't it? Well, it, it did, but, you know, nothing's ever perfect, is it? No, no. <laughs> you know, you're going to lose games. I mean, of course, we're always disappointed to lose a game, but, you know, we're in a highly competitive league and uh, it showed uh, in our game where I thought the first half we created four or five good opportunities, scored a great goal and, and, and looked good. But I think having played, you know, three days or two days earlier, um, then and easily having the break, they looked the sharper uh, in the second half. And unfortunately, two mistakes uh, described it as one by the referee. Uh, the fellas just for the penalty, the fellas just ran into Acer. In fact, it was Acer's leg that went backwards and up in the air yeah. with the force of the fella that ran into it. And um, and then, uh, obviously, Sean hasn't made too many mistakes in the last you know, few games since he's been back in. Um, but unfortunately, he made a mistake there. And uh, that uh, obviously gave them the, the winning goal. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't quite have that energy to get the game back like we normally can in the, in the last you know, 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely. I, I know you... I watched the interview that you did after the match uh, with the um, the website, and it, you didn't really want to make too much of the fact that uh, Eastley had had a, had a rest, but it did make a difference, didn't it? 
Yeah, it, it did. I mean, straight after a match, you don't want to suddenly throw out that the refs made a mistake, the goalies made it, you know. Yeah. You just, you know what I mean? I try and tell it as it is. Yeah. Um, didn't want to go too over the top because you, you, you'd lost the game and people go home disappointed and, and then it takes you a couple of days to, uh, you know, work it all out and, 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 and not be as angry and be ready for the, for the next game. So, uh, you know, I've had a bit of experience over that, <laughs> about that over the years and, and uh, you know, you're trying to do your best because you've got to tell it as it is, but you've also got to remember you've got a game coming up again in another few days where, you know, the opposition have had another rest, but yeah. thank God we've had a, a few more days to uh, recover um, and, uh, and you know, that's why we've, the first team lads have had a couple of days free. Uh, the lads that needed to catch up, like the lads on the line and a couple of other lads that have been injured and self-isolated, you know, they've had a couple of days training, so they'll be up to scratch. And, uh, you know, we, we should have a, <coughs> a bigger, fitter squad going into the Yeovil game. Excellent stuff. Well, the fans will be pleased about that. Um, yeah. You know, the, what did you learn from the first Yeovil game, which obviously we won well, that you can take into the second Yeovil game? Um, well, I mean, you've, you've got to put in the same amount of energy. Um, that's important, very important. You've got to put the same amount of uh, professionalism in, if you like. You know, you, you can't get caught up in, in all the pushing and shoving, as it were. Um, and then players have, have got to play to be man of the match, is what I've said, and that's what I ask them to do. You know, mm. say to yourself, I'm going to be man of the match yeah. today and go and produce. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think that that's enough because, Gary, it's your day off and you, you need to relax as well as the players. So, uh... <laughs> no, I've not been relaxing. I've been working. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. I've been relaxing. They've got a day off. You, you've never got a day off, Gary. I'm sure you haven't. Uh, as, as, long as, as long as they're ready, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready, they're ready. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, mate. Nice well, one. Uh, have, a, have a good weekend and, and let's, let's hope for three points at Yeovil. All right, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Yeah, cheers, bye. Interesting chat with Gary. Welcome back. Mince pies notwithstanding, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll podcast. Um, it is an interesting situation that we're in with COVID, isn't it? That some teams yeah. play twice already over Christmas. Uh, Eastleigh didn't play on Boxing Day and did play on the 28th. They, they, they hadn't played a league game since December the 11th, I don't think. And, and they, did, they did play Woking in the, in the, in the trophy. And of course, uh, Yeovil had no game on the twenty eighth, and do play us on Sunday. So, I mean, Torquay of the three teams, Torquay are the only team to play all three games over the festive period, and it has stretched the squad, hasn't it? It has stretched the squad in as much as you know, COVID has meant that um, on top of a couple of lingering injuries, um, the squad was quite, quite, almost. To its its full extent, yeah. used to yeah. almost its full extent against Yeovil. We still won three 0 so um, I don't know what that says. But they did have three players isolating at that point. Acer Hall have been isolating before. Um, we expect everyone back. <laughs> Gary's not going to tell me if there's new new no, new isolation. You wouldn't cases. expect him to. We but... we learned from Exeter City this week that you don't get one big batch of isolations no. all at the same time. So. Exodus, all three Exodus games over Christmas have been called off and New Year. 
they haven't played it's at all. It's a blow, isn't it? And that's a blow financially as well, isn't it? Because yeah, they're big games, exactly. big crowds. Um, now, the original ones, uh, Port Vale, Swindon... No, no, no. I can't remember which way around the game, games come, but the original ones um, were because of COVID in those camps. Yeah. And then now Exeter have got 10, 10 isolating in their camp. Now, you know, it was, it was four the first couple of days, then two, two days later, yeah. then another four. So, yeah, so it, it is, it, we are living, I don't know what, what, how many times we've said that, this in the last two years, but we are living through strange times. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and every every time we do a podcast, something new seems to have popped up. Absolutely, and it's going to happen. It's going to go through squads. It, it's this new variant is is less serious, less harmful, but more contagious, isn't it? It's it, all oh, it's it's a different way of life. It Things is a different changed. way of life, um, and I, I think we all got to get used to it. No, no, not. No more so than footballers. They could do with having their vaccines. But, uh, you know, yeah. Matt Taylor said this week that two, two of his players who'd gone down with COVID hadn't had a vaccine. Well, they've had time. They've had plenty of time. and Now, if, if their belief is, is that they don't need a vaccine for what, what reason or another or don't want a vaccine for, for what reason or another, then I think should, the, the managers should be, should be having a word and well, we telling them a, bit of, a few home truths. We spoke to Gary a, a little while ago about this and we didn't, I mean, no great secrets were divulged, but it is an interesting conversation that football clubs are having with their players, mm. isn't it? Mm. That, um, you know, it, you, they need to get vaccinated, but to what extent football clubs in general can enforce that with players uh, is interesting, isn't they it? They are entertainers, yeah. first and foremost. Their job is to go out and play football. Mm. If they can't do their job because of the decision that they've made, I think they're in the wrong. Yeah. I think you, I think you're right, but you know, enforcing it's not rocket science. Is it? Enforcing that from an industrial relations point of view might be difficult. Might yeah. have repercussions for companies. In this case, the football clubs. It's interesting, and it's a debate that's going to go on for quite some time. I think. Yeah. Let's see. Anyway. 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 Before, before, I, before I get fully on my high horse, <laughs> let's talk football. So, as you say, the three players. We were without Mark Holstead, Joe yeah. Felix, and Sinclair Armstrong for the Oval game. And Holstead game. was back for the uh, yeah. on the bench for the um, the, 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 the I can't even remember who we were playing. Eastleigh, Eastleigh. <laughs> East, the Spitfires. Yeah, Eastleigh. yeah. Um, it'll be great to see. It'd be great to see Armstrong back. It'll be good to get a look at Joe Felix. He's yeah. had, he's been on he's the bench. Still not he made hasn't his debut. Yeah. But um, I mean, everybody rates him. He's a lovely lad to speak to. An as well, exciting by the way. signing, and uh, yet to yeah. see him. So yeah, uh, I should imagine we will see him. Yeah. At Yeovil, because I'd like like to see him get a bit of a game because, as I say, he he comes very highly rated, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Look, we, we need to address the elephant in the room before we go any further, which is the unfortunate incident that happened over on the pop side on Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, we were at the other side of the ground and not aware of it, but most of the people that I've spoken to who are over in the pop side were aware of something going on. What appears to have happened is that a small group of people standing among the Talkie United supporters on the pop side, I'm not going to call them Talkie United supporters because... They can't be behaving like that. Uh, have aimed a chant at the Yeovil fans referencing Yeovil skipper Lee Collins, who took his own life last year. It's an awful, awful thing to do. And quite rightly, I think, um, a group of 16, so far, Torquay fans, signed an open letter to Yeovil 
condemning the chanting, apologising on behalf of the wider Torquay United community. Um, and I believe there's a possibility of having a minute's applause in the fourth minute up there on Sunday, four being the, uh, the shirt number that Lee Collins wore. Torquay United have also started their own investigation. They're not prejudging anything quite rightly because the investigation's ongoing, but we understand um, that they're investigating, that they, you know, they're looking for information about who these people were, and there's the threat of bans from mm. their terraces mm. if they find them and yeah, if there, it's conclusive. There is a small element of people in the pop side that have been there for a little while who are quite young and um, who seem to have slipped back into the 80s at some point. Um, we, we, we had talked about it before. Uh, you know, these individuals are clueless yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and sometimes possibly the only way that you can get through to these people is by banning them. Yeah, it's horrifying, isn't it? It's not even... I mean, it's, it's really difficult because um, such a small minority cast in such a dark shadow over, over a bigger, bigger yeah. attendance... Quite, it, 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 quite. What, what do you do about that? You know, I think I think most Yeovil fans will understand that it is a small minority, and they probably got some some elements within their their support that they don't like, um, that can cause problems occasionally. Um, it's a wider society thing. You don't. Oh, it is. We don't. Yeah. We don't pick talky fans from one section of society. No. That are all really well behaved. We never have done. We. Yeah, that's that's, that's football true. for that's you. That's true. Um, but it's what what you do about. Uh, the, the ones the unsavory ones when they do something like that is is a question for the club and I, and I guess banning orders would be mm. the way to do it um and it's, it's hard to understand isn't it not uh, you, e- you, not even when you get to the section where you think is it acceptable to do that to, the, to actually have the thought to create a chant about that I just don't understand don't understand how I some people are much. wired I, uh, obviously someone's come up with the chant I doubt very, very much if the other people singing along even knew what they were singing. I mean, they, they did know what they're singing, but but they have no concept of what it, what, what pain it can cause or anything. It's um, it's just a sad minority that, as I said, is not necessarily only in football; it's in yeah. life as well. So, it, it, for what it's worth, at the risk of we, saying, we, we all, we all, we all see situations where you all walks of life when you look at someone's decision and go. What were they thinking? Yeah, yeah, I know where you were going with that for a minute, and you're quite <laughs> right. Yeah, it's um, yeah, but so I mean, at the risk of sounding like Kent Brockman on The Simpsons, for what it's worth, my two penneth, um, this podcast is right behind the uh, talky supporters who have penned that open letter to Yeovil. And if anybody listening to this podcast has information that could be of Absolutely. use to the club, yeah. Let them know, because uh, that didn't reflect well on us. And as you say, let's move on. It took the edge off what was a tremendous day, Boxing Day. Oh, absolutely. It was a great game of football. I think we all went in with a bit of trepidation, didn't we? We did, Um, we did. You know, even though it was on the back of two two league wins, um, there was that that slip-up at uh, Tunbridge Angels, um, which is history now, let's forget about it. Um, So we all kind of went in thinking, which one's going to turn up this week? And, you know, the, 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 the good one turned up, the good side. It was, As I said, the, the squad was quite stretched. Um, but It was. Wow. But, well, I jotted a few things down when I got back. The first one is the stripes. Don't we look great in black mm. and white stripes, by the way? Didn't it look good? It was, it was for, for um, Shelter as well, wasn't it? Yeah. For the charity, the homeless charity. And it was, a, I think it was a way kit at home day or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, why we were wearing that. They wore the stripes again at Eastleigh on Tuesday. I'm not yep. sure what they'll wear at Yeovil on Sunday. 
No. Could be the stripes again. No, or let's let's see if it's the, the turquoise. Could be. But um, we should actually sit down and work. No, I'm not going to give myself too much work. But we should sit down and work out how many points have been won in which kits. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just don't. No, that's uh, Julian. Yeah, but, but then then you, you, you build up a superstition, then, don't you? And that's not always a good thing. Yeah, okay. Leave it, leave it, Hughes. So, yeah, because I. Well, there you go. A um, couple of things of note, then, in talking about Yeovil 3 0, of course, in case you've been out of the country uh, or self isolating away from media for the last few days. It was a terrific performance. One of the things that Gary said to us earlier in the season a couple of times is that Torquay's very, very young and inexperienced side had been kind of out-muscled by older, more experienced, maybe slightly more streetwise teams. They weren't against Yeovil. Yeovil came with a game plan, which was A, to slow the game down. Have you ever seen a goalkeeper take longer over goal kicks <laughs> inside the first 10 minutes? But yeah. all part of the game management... And they were extremely physical. Yeovil, they, they were. there were a lot of fouls. Poor old Jack Sparks must have been black and blue yeah. after that game. The number of times I wrote in the live blog, free kick, foul by so-and-so on Jack Sparks. Yeah. But that, that, that's proof positive that he was doing something right. I mean, he that's, was, uh, you know, yeah. They had to stop him. But I think a guy described the game as blood and thunder, didn't he? Yeah. A proper contest, I think he called it. He was right. Because uh, they went absolutely toe-to-toe, yeah. didn't they? And yeah. Gary's young players really came through against you know, a seasoned Yeovil side. Yeovil had a few young lads in there, but there were some good, experienced players in there. And people like, let's say, Dean Moxie, because I don't, yeah. it, I don't think he ever gets the credit he really deserves. Well, I think he's starting to side. now. Yeah. I think he's starting to. I think, you know, he started every game. Uh, it almost felt like he was being taken off in the last minute against Yeovil so that he could get the applause, to be honest with you. Yeah, and he played his 600th game. That it was, was the Eastley game. game, wasn't it? Was it Tuesday uh, or was it Boxing on Day? On Tuesday was his 600th game. 600 league game. That's yeah. a tremendous career and he's really leading by example Absolutely. this year. But the kind of boys against men thing that's worked <clears> against <throat> us a couple of times earlier in the season I thought worked for us. There were a couple of challenges Day. at the start of that game by Yeovil players that... Um, or did deem yellow cards and yeah. they could have been worse if the referee had, had decided that he was going in that direction well, he, however it took him a while to take it, it to get it his did. yellow card out. in the end it was it was for something that you might might have thought wasn't a yellow card but, but it was Adi Yusuf was the first player who got booked because I remember thinking in fact I think I turned to you and said the referee's going to lose his patience in a minute yeah. so he was obviously yeah. started today thinking I'm not going to book anybody today yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let the game flow and I'm going to talk to players and he talked and he talked and he talked and he got Adi Yusuf and the Oval skipper together mm. and had a word with them which basically was look next time somebody's going in the book yeah. and it duly happened and of course the red cards followed what did you think of the the first red card well, the, um, the sunny blue low Everton I had head down typing when it happened so didn't see it I have seen it now on yeah. on uh, on the video and it's not a red card it's, it's well it, it, it's, it's, like, it's a silly thing to do and it's a yellow card it's a it's a it's, it's a Beckham against not not Simeone the, the Beckham Simeone one isn't it? It's one very of them. similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't... Beckham maybe have got a better better contact. Yeah, it didn't really look like there was much of contact. But you can't blame Tom Tom Lapfrey for, for going down. No. He'd already been taken out once. Yeah, um, in a similar position, and the referee had ignored that. So uh, you can't blame him for going yeah. down. But um, it was if you, harsh, if you take but... the game out of context and yeah. just the challenge, and it, it wasn't a red card. I don't think. 
But then again, uh, Low Everton has given the referee a decision to make, yeah, hasn't he? Has, and yeah. the referee by this point is fed up it, because he's given a fed up referee a decision yeah, to make. Yeah, so it's the referee's just do. thinking, right, that's yeah. it. It is by the letter. I'm not sure what Lapsley was doing though, because he was kind of shadowing <laughs> him behind. I mean, he actually almost invited it to happen, and 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 Low Everton took the the bait really. Interestingly, uh, there are three of those Yeovil players who will miss Sunday's game. Mm. Low Everton, obviously, for his red. Grant Smith, the goalkeeper, who was mysterious. Well, not mysterious, because you could see why, but Darren Saul must be absolutely furious. Yeah, he was mouthing off, wasn't he? Just, I mean, to get a red card that far after the final Five whistle, minutes, was it? I couldn't, yeah, I, I didn't, you couldn't really tell how long it was, but, I mean, Torquay had finished. Gary had... Do, what was weird about it is you always wait for Gary to do his, his, his air punch moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the crowd on the pop side sort of build it up and build it up. There's always a big cheer yeah. when that happens. Now, the reason a lot of people didn't know that, um, that, that Gra- Smith had Grant been sent Smith, off yeah, yeah. is because the red card was produced at exactly the same time <laughs> and the two cheers yeah. amalgamated into one. <laughs> Most people for for, for for watching Gary Johnson do his fist pump. Yeah. And there was also an additional cheer. If there was any difference in timing, it was about half a second. As um, as, as as people up our end by the press yeah. box watched uh, the, the, the goalkeeper get sent off. So that's how late on it was. It was... Uh, and... Um... So a couple of our colleagues in the press who'd had their heads down editing stuff and, and doing bits and pieces hadn't picked it up at all. No. I didn't even no. know it. But well, it wasn't even in... I checked the next day. Yeah. And it wasn't even in Yeovil Town's own website's match report. Was they it hadn't not? even mentioned no. it. Now, obviously, um, perhaps they were still waiting to confirm what, what, uh, what it actually meant. Yeah. Because it is a confusing scenario being sent off five minutes after the game's yeah. finished. Yeah. Um, and again, you you you've given a fed up referee a decision. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, if if it was somebody just chuntering and having, he, he a, must have said something particularly. Yeah, nasty. the ref would have just gone yeah. up to him. The, and the, said, the ref wasn't anywhere near him, so I don't no, know who he not. said it to. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, whether it was it was reported to him when the ref came together with the linesman, I don't know. But the Could ref be. was still standing out there on the pitch. The ref hadn't left the pitch by that point. The ref no, was not. gone by then, so yeah. maybe I don't know. Um, Without very, going, yeah, it's, very it's strange, to, strange uh, game. Exactly understand what happened there. And of course, uh, Dan Moss, who had a decent game for Yeovil, I thought, picked yep. up his fifth booking Did he? during the game, so he will not play Joe on Joe Lewis Sunday. is hanging on with his fingertips Joe every Lewis week, is isn't he? Um, I think, uh, I may be wrong, I think Armani Little might be on four now as well, because he got himself booked uh, on Tuesday. Until I do the paper, I don't normally top them up, So because uh, I, I, I was only doing it for the Western Morning News and the website yesterday. I didn't top them up. Uh, but I, I think do. he and, might be, yeah. but don't take my word for that. No, I mean Joe Lewis has got five, but one came in the trophy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. And oddly, they don't count, uh, and it will tick over now at some point. Is it the new year? So it's we yeah, might it's get away. Way it into becomes the new ten year. then, doesn't it? it? So. But Gary has spoken about the discipline of the player, Joe Lewis in particular, a yeah. centre back hovering on four bookings for as long as he has for about been. a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. and and. Um, and to be honest with you, it surprised me how many... T- because I have that little sort of panel of stats yeah. in, in the paper. It surprised me when I've come to do that every week. When I have to write yellow cards, it's talkies yeah. yellow cards I'm referring to, none no, for, right. for, for yeah. a game. Because yeah. that's happened quite a lot this season. Yeah, yeah, good discipline. What else did I scribble down from the yellow That's good game? discipline on the back of the fact that we did have three red cards early in the season. So maybe that's, that's something yeah. that the, 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 the gaffers worked on. 
one of those recipients of a red card yeah. is actually transforming himself into one of the most exciting players we've got, isn't yeah. he? Uh, I thought Dan Martin and Jack Sparks on Boxing Day were both absolutely outstanding. It was yeah. one of those games where it was difficult to pick a man of the match. Yeah. They picked Ben Winter, quite rightly. Ben had a great game, scored the first goal. Yeah. But you could equally have picked almost anybody else. And Sparks and Martin, for me, were absolutely outstanding. Well, Gary said in the interview afterwards, that he, he, he said at half-time to the players that there were eight or nine yeah. men of the match already playing uh, their games. And uh, he, he didn't he didn't pick out for, for, for the listeners who, they, who, who the two that weren't no. were. No, that would have been... That would have been yeah, that's right. But, um, but he did say that he then had a word with a couple of players that, that weren't quite there. Mm-hmm. And he said they were in the second half. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was a great performance from everyone. You could have you, you could have picked a man of the match out of any one of those. Yeah. And, uh, and you certainly wouldn't have got the Armani boo. No, <laughs> <laughs> The, the Armani boo, yeah, that's, that's passed into folklore now, hasn't it? But yeah, I think Sparks looks a real acquisition and yeah. Martin is just growing into that position because Gary's playing at the moment, he's playing with three at the back and two Sparks yeah. and Martin playing it kind wide. Of, it, it, yeah, and it, but it does kind of switch occasions. I mean, it, it does depend on what's happening on the field sometimes as to... I mean, Dan Martin is doing a lot of defending. Yeah. Um, well, if you've got those three, if you've got Ben Winter as the right side of a three, you can just it very the, yeah. easily shifts to the right and Dan Martin comes, comes back in. Comes in at the left. So, so that's, that's a lot of what's happening at the moment. And it makes it very difficult for for, for us pundits to go, they're playing a this oh, or they're playing a that. Because it's fluid. And Gary's been playing this kind of fluid fluidity and... Uh, with the squad all season. Yeah. Um, when when he put the squad together at the start of the season, now okay, he might have made a few mistakes and he will hold his hands up to that. Um, he did it with an eye on fluid fluidity on yeah. the pitch. Yeah. So it's you know at times it works. Usually works. Usually works. But they mess with us, don't they? Because Aaron Downs always warms up the back four. He warms up a back four. Now I think that's for when the back four has to yeah. click into place. But then sometimes he warms up a back three and you're never quite sure what they're going to end up yeah. playing. Yeah. So that's that's not just for our benefit. That's for the benefit of the opposing yeah. team as well. I mean, I'm not going to start putting for, uh, on, on that uh, stats panel formation 3-5-2 stroke 4-4-2. Four, four, exactly. Two. exactly. Who is it? Is the Manchester United are now supposed to be playing a four-two-two-two? Aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Ridiculous! And just keep it simple. For well, them, I so. used to love Championship Manager as it was, Football Manager as it is now, because that that was the new name yeah. for the old game. Um, when you could just pick about four formations. Now I, I, I download it about once every two years to play on my phone, and it's so complicated I get bored with it. <laughs> yeah. An hour and never play it again. That's why Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs are doing their job and we're, <laughs> and we're doing this job, to be fair. I wouldn't be bored if I was talkies, man. Of course not. Um, what and else? I wouldn't be playing it in bed, either. <laughs> what, what else did we write down? <laughs> Sean McDonald, another clean sheet. Yeah. I mean, he's another player who came into the squad <coughs> late. Um, when we started the season, we didn't have him. He'd gone off to seek his fame and fortune mm-hmm. elsewhere. For whatever reason... Notably, um, Exeter and Dundee, I think he, yeah. he turned up at training. For whatever reason, that didn't come off for him. He ended up back at Torquay, and he's our natural number one now, isn't he? Did make a mistake easily. Did, and did make a mistake yeah. against Yeovil, but redeemed himself yeah. with a um, superb save. We are talking National League players. Now, I think I think um, Sean McDonald is looking good enough to, and I, I'll say this very quietly... 
think you should be saying that at this time of year. Okay. Um, but, he's um, looking decent. He's um, looking good. Maybe, yeah. maybe that mistake was, was well-timed, <laughs> but obviously not not because, not really because it, it led to their second goal, which was which was annoying. Mark Holstead made a mistake at Tunbridge. You know, mistakes are in players at this level. And now, when goalkeepers make them, often it's worse than when Dan the, Martin makes one or, yeah. or Jack Sparks or, or whoever. It always looks worse, yeah. doesn't it? It always yeah. looks very much worse. And he is also the king of what the what we euphemistically call game management, isn't yeah. he? If, I, you, if you're bored watching, to, not that you ever would be, but if you want something to look at, watch Sean McDonald. When talking are a goal ahead, just watch Sean McDonald. Slow the game down. Do a little bit here, a little bit yoga. there. He's uh, he's absolutely yoga. brilliant at it. Yeah, cook, cook a meal. Yeah, <laughs> and just, anything just to run the clock down a Eat little a bit. Pie. Yeah, make a couple of phone calls yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's he's great to watch, Sean McDonald. Some, I, I, some goalkeepers just are great yeah, to watch. I really liked him when he when he first came, and then he had Coveland that got, basically Coveland just about nudged ahead of him in the yeah. stakes, didn't he? And um, you were never worried if Coveland was injured or whatever because you knew you had McDonald. Yeah, you had sure. And I think he's yeah. a better goalkeeper now than he was then. So yeah. I think he's really improved. I think his distribution has improved. Yeah. That was one area where maybe... Maybe we've got to give a bit before. of credit to Kenny Griffiths there as well yeah. because the goalkeeper coach is a, is a role that doesn't often get no, that's much, true. much kudos. But if, if you're improving an already good goalkeeper, then Kenny, well done. Uh, also, three goals from open play, yeah, which was um, significant. I mean, yeah. Ben Winter got the last touch on the first one, deep on M- the back post, might yeah. have been offside, well, but he wasn't because the goal in the papers the following morning it said Ben Winter got the goal, yeah. so therefore yeah. he wasn't offside. Let's put it that way. And I, I did read that on their website that their manager had talked about a couple, of, maybe a couple were offside. That ball was played in a long time before yeah. he got there. Yeah. A long time. I haven't looked at the highlights, actually. They've, he, they've just he gone online a, this morning, so yeah. perhaps we'll have a look. But it, it's it's a good finish. It, you know, it, I mean, there were a couple right of players right that could have got their foot to it way before he mm. got there. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I might be proved wrong by video evidence, but then I don't care. <laughs> Jack Sparks, we're giving the second yeah. goal. Now, I haven't watched the video now. Well, but... I thought it was on... <laughs> no, look, look, listen... The shot was was an excellent shot. The goalkeeper might have got there. Yeah. However, it was going on target. Do you reckon? Yeah, you reckon? I think okay. it was. I okay. think it was on target. It hit Morgan Williams, was it? Yeah, it was. Mass, yeah. In, in the chest, I think. I'm not sure. I can't, it got a substantial having deflection. Having seen it once it, yeah. in, in, in the flesh, it didn't have to take a deflection, did it? It gave the goalkeeper sniff absolutely no chance. I'm giving it to Jack Sparks, though. Because yeah, I, I think we all decided had, at the he time. He a great game. He deserved a goal. Now, we didn't give that one to Sinclair Armstrong a couple of weeks ago because it was definitely not going in. It was going across no, the yeah. face of the goal. It might, it might have gone close to the back post, yeah. but it was certainly going across the face of the goal. So that was an own goal. If it's on target... Give it. No matter how give big it. the biggest deflection of deflections ever is... You, you are a one-man dubious goals committee. Yes, yeah. So Give me Jack, the next one. Jack Sparks yeah. gets that one. No, he, that's fine. <coughs> he won't. Uh, he won't complain about that. There's not all. much. There's not much to talk about with uh, Joe Lewis's header, though, is there? That was a lovely header, yeah. wasn't it? I exactly. mean, he, okay, four goals he, now. He was unmarked. However, you've still got to get to it directly. It was. A, it was a great cross by Wright yeah. as well. It yeah. was. It was a. Oh no, it was Evans, wasn't it? Con- Connor Lemonade Evans. I think it was. Wright's yeah. Wright yeah. was for. I can't remember. Um, it was a cracking header, though. It was a great header. Got up really well. 
bang in the net three he, nil. Let, let's let's go and have a party. And he, I, he's Joe, still only a young lad, isn't he, Joe? But we, you know, we treat him as a senior player now because he's just made that centre back position absolutely his. Yeah, scoring best goals. Player in the team. Yeah, he's he's you know he's playing like a veteran now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, best player in the team. Um, and you know you don't feel like you miss Kyle Cameron. You'd like to have Kyle Cameron next to him. But yeah. you feel like you've got a Kyle Cameron in the team now. Yes, you do. Yeah, he's he's really grown into that role, hasn't he? And four he? goals from from centre, central defender. Yeah. yeah. Um, before Christmas. The other thing I wrote down about um, the Boxing Day game was Yellow Pearl. Do 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 do. Attack! Attack! Honestly, it was it's as if Phil Lynott was in the room with me. There for a moment. Um, but we we should talk about Brett Meyer, the PA guy. He's doing a great job at the yeah, moment. Absolutely. Brett is is kind of. Every, I mean, there's been loads of people have done PA over the years, but Brett is um is is one of the tops. Yeah. And his playlist, it was great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But Yellow Pearl, which is we, a, we we when it came on, I, I I said to you, I bet you can't tell me who this is, and you you could. It was. Uh, I got there eventually, yeah. didn't I? It's the old eighties. Yeah. Top, Top of the, of the Pops, Pops theme, yeah. which was actually a single on its own right with with words rather than as it was uh-huh. on the Top of the Pops theme, more instrumental. And then it occurred to me as it got to the point, attack, 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 attack is what we lack. <laughs> it's possibly not the best line to be heard at Playmore before no. a game. So see, Brett, you, yellow, Pug, yellow Pearl, great idea. And great then we idea. looked up the lyrics just in, just in case Indeed. I haven't got them right. And it's the... Oddest song. It is a very. It's like some kind of super sci-fi fantasy song. It's very weird. Very weird indeed. I I advise you to look up the lyrics of "Yellow Pearl" by Phil Lynott. But we're loving the sounds at the moment. And do you know what? I've even come to terms with "Sweet Caroline." No, I haven't. After goals. No, I haven't. Because everybody's loving it. I'm sitting there like the Christmas Grinch said, oh, I don't like this music after the goals and all around me. Let's do something people original. Why do we always have to copy everything? I know, but people no imagination. are it. They're bouncing up and down. They're loving it. It's just me and you sitting there well, with it, our it arms works. folded. It works when, we're, you know, when it's 2-0, 3-0. Yeah. It doesn't work when we've just gone 2-1... Just you pull, know, yeah, just, just pull just the goal back. Yeah. yeah, I see. I see what you mean, but I, I'm I'm prepared to suspend my dislike of it because every. I used to love that song. It. Yeah. Now I hate it. <laughs> you should. There's a ver- DJ Otzi's version. The Apre Ski version is the one you oh, want to listen to. I don't think I could even listen to that. That's tremendous. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a great big fan of of Neil Diamond, especially the later stuff. The stuff he did with Rick Rubin. Um, yeah. But that's somewhat spoiled Neil Diamond for me. It's gone for me now, has yeah, it? Yeah, it really has. Maybe you could have a word with Brett and he could play Crackling Rosie for you or something oh, like no, that. No, what he needs to play is Hurt. Uh, that's Johnny Cash, oh, it isn't is it? Johnny Cash, but I'm getting the, the Rick Rubin thing within okay. my head. What he needs to play is Save Me a Saturday Night. It's a bit slow, though. Let's just wait and see. <laughs> if that comes on after a goal in the next home game. After, after, after um, Rick Rubin did the Johnny Cash <laughs> album that had Hurt on it, yeah, <clears throat> he uh, uh, he got together with, with Neil Diamond and did a similarly acoustic thing. Although these were all original songs rather than yeah the the, the, the American songbook stuff with, with, with all covers, and he 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 made uh, Neil Diamond write almost a hundred songs to just pick twelve. Okay, that's pretty. That's, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, that's hard work it? for you. Yeah, that yeah. is hard work. Back to the football. Only another couple of things to tidy up. Um, the National League Twitter feed, which is excellent, um, had a goal on there the other day from an ex-Chalky player with a headline, 
Bend It Like Benyon. And oh. Elliot Benyon, <laughs> Elliot Benyon, who's about 60 now, I think, playing for Oxford City. 72. Uh, he's got, the ball has come to him 40 yards out in a game yeah. against Slough. The goalkeeper is off his line. Benners spots it, lobs it into the top corner. It's a beautiful goal. And it's worth watching. The National League Twitter feed is excellent anyway. But bend it like Benny, and that caught my eye. You know it's something that he can do, and he did it for us, and he's done it for other people. But he never did it enough, did he? He never fulfilled his promise. The second, the second time, you know, we, we've talked a lot before about players coming back a second time and how it rarely works. And poor old Elliot, it didn't work no. the second time. Um, but this is a catch it. For Oxford City, it is a great goal. And as you pointed out just before we started, another ex-Torquay player, uh, Calvin Kalala, has ended up at Dartford. Who? In the National <laughs> League South. Often seen running around Paint and Green while he was um, he was after Torquay and, and between clubs. Yeah. But he's now at Dartford in the National League South, which means we'll encounter him at some point. All these National yeah, League South possibly. teams. Yeah. We'll find him in a cup somewhere yeah. or something like that. So, I, I, I think he was expecting to find himself... Uh, on the edge of the Premiership when he left Torquay, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I think he maybe thought his game was better than it was. And I think we all know that uh, some of those players that have been with us, like Calvin Kalala, are only playing as well as they are it's because they're playing for Gary Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And the, you could, you could see and they the seem first... to forget what, what they were yeah. told to do on match days yeah. when they leave. And you could see the frustration, although he never actually said as much, from Gary when Calvin decided to go and seek his fame and fortune yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. After the amount of time and effort that um, Gary yeah. and Aaron and you know various people had put in to trying to create a really great player, then absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and there were there were flashes of absolute brilliance from Kalala, absolutely superb player from time to time, but never quite did it. But often there were enough. also flashes of. And he was always he always had that kind of sloping shoulders look where nothing you know the world was against him kind of yeah. thing on the pitch. Even when he was happy and celebrating a goal, he always looked Absolutely. as if. But listen, we wish him every success at Dartford. It's always of nice course to, do. See, uh, to see ex goals. You, you climb the ladder again. Let's see. Uh, let's see him take Dartford to promotion, and we'll play against him next season. Yeah. No, we won't. No, we'll, we'll be in, no, no, we'll be in League Two. <laughs> of course. I, the, one, <coughs> the thing I was going to ask you, and I haven't prepared you for this, so I do oh, apologise. Oh was um, just the kind of review of the year thing, which we haven't done because no. everybody else will be doing it. But I was going to ask you for a high spot and a low spot of the um, of the last year. Okay, I'll give easy. you some time to think. No, that's easy. Go on. It's absolutely easy. The high spot is that Coverland header. Yeah. And the low spot is the penalty hitting the crossbar. I th you see, I thought the same because the high spot and the low spots were so close together in yeah. terms of time. <laughs> but they are undoubtedly the they high are. spot and the low spot for so, me. I was going to choose the, the low spot, obviously, was the penalty shootout at Ashton Gate. But let's remember how good we were against Notts County. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I agree that the, uh, and the Yeovil win on Boxing Day. Yeah. That's you know. the previous year. You can't have that one. Oh, of course it is. That's yeah, the previous yeah, yeah. year. Um, but uh, uh, and there was a run. I mean, you did that, that run of Gate, that run of yeah. wins. Uh, and, and Sutton away. Yeah. You know, there was some... And, of course, we were able to watch those games. Remember that? We were. That's true. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Um, but, there, yeah, there were some great times that year. Yeah. Um, but that, not, that, been, not been a bad year, apart from there was a horrendous moment in it. it I, it's hard, still hard to remember that. And 
without seething and gnashing your teeth a little bit because it was it was it was going so right and then suddenly it went so yeah. wrong. But there you go. That's football. That's why we love it. And Sutton are now in the Premier in in, in the the League Two promotion race. I could hardly get that out. I can't talk about them without getting yeah. angry. And Hartlepool have made a decent festival yeah, out there as well, have. haven't they? Yeah. So. They just walked there was, there, but oh, mind you, there was only one game in League Two last week or, or, or last night. So it's all water. Whether it'll actually end up finishing or not is a different matter altogether. It's all water under the bridge now. We move onwards into 2022 with Gary's team hitting a little bit of form. Yeah. Um, got up to 12th place after Boxing Day. Yeah. Slipped slightly on Tuesday. Yeah. But uh, we haven't really talked about. But fine. Well, uh, we've got, we got a big one coming up let's talk about that yeah. big one yeah big one on Sunday um, safe journeys to everybody who's travelling up there let's hope it doesn't rain because it, the away terrace is open yeah uh, and the last time we were up there two years ago um, my daughter and I are absolutely drenched <laughs> and lost 60 you should be up there again we'll be up there again yeah um, and um, yeah we'll see you up there and we'll see you on the other side of 2021 I like what you did there. Yes, I've been saving that up. Thanks for listening all the way through the year. Uh, thanks for the stats, Julian. We've um, we've been talking for many hours this year. Thank yeah. you for listening to us all the way through. And as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.